I call your attention to the words of our text, Proverbs 6, verses 16 to 19. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. When I prepared to preach on this text, I looked up a couple of key words. That Hebrew word hate, behind it is the idea of ugliness and deformity. These particular kinds of sins represent a deformity of what God intends for us to treat one another and how to live. That other term, abomination, in the Greek, it comes from a, a word that means turning away from someone who is breaking wind. That takes you to the Middle East, where you're in a tent with a couple of people in a closed space. Someone breaks wind, you want to get out of there disgusted. That's how God regards certain of our behaviors or conditions as ugly and stinky. For you see, sin makes our very bodies detestable. In our text, we see that body members are mentioned in five out of the seven things that the Lord hates. The eyes, the tongue, the hands, the heart, the feet. You could even include the lungs if you regard breathing out lies in that next to last one. The matter, in this case, is the evil will. And the means are the members of the body. And the evil will and the body cannot be separated. Both are joined in sin and therefore both are joined in punishment. Our members are gifts of God. But we often misuse them in sin. I remember one Christmas as a boy I got a badminton set. And of course my sister annoyed me and I whacked her with it. So my parents took it away until I could use the gift rightly. So God may withdraw certain gifts which we misuse. We all know people who have misused their health, their driving privileges, their relationships, which they have lost. And this is a call to repentance. It's not a sign of disfavor. It's a sign of God's love when He takes from you a gift that you are misusing. It's a call to a better life. A life of repentance rather than a life of extravagant sin. Some of you may recall Jesus' words, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And many of us have thought about eliminating or mutilating ourselves because some part of our body seemed to lead us to sin. But the Lord says this not to encourage mutilation, but to point out it is not the hand that causes you to sin, but your will which chooses evil. And the will that chooses, yea, delights in evil must be cured of its disease. The things God hates are not acts separate from us. As our text shows, these are our manner of living, our way of thinking, our very matter of existence. 
Sin is not primarily acts that we can distance ourselves from, but corruption in our character. Is anything more annoying than someone who deliberately offends you and then tries to get off with a, I'm sorry. We know that there is no interchange, there is no real repentance, the sorrow is a lie. The regret isn't there. The sin remains. For sin is Satan's fish hook, which gets under our skin and works its way deeper and deeper. And if you try to just pull that fish hook out, it causes even more damage. These seven things God hates are Satan's fish hooks, which work their ways into our lives. Consider the kinds of people these sins describe. Some people who live for lies as if earthly things could satisfy, or as if they were the center of the world, or as if happiness or fulfillment could be found in ignorance of the Creator's design. Some live for power, manipulating others by violence and intimidation or by deceit and plotting. Some live for pride, looking down on others, eager to see evil in others, either thinking that they will look better by contrast or because they are envious of evildoers, wishing to do what the evildoers are doing, envying those who seem to get away with evil which they wish they could do, and therefore delighting when the envied get caught. Now the danger for us is to look at this list of seven things God hates and excuse ourselves. The first time I seriously considered this text, I was a Lutheran teacher teaching adolescents, and I thought to myself, wow, this passage really describes those adolescent boys I have to deal with. You know, the haughty eyes, the lying tongue, the hands that shed innocent blood, the heart that devises wicked plans, feet that rush to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and those who make trouble among others. I was thinking this, and then I realized I was looking at them with the haughty eyes. The first sin on the list. This is given not for us to look at others, but so that we might look at ourselves. Which of these sins that God hates has its beginning, its hook in your character? Which of you has the haughty eyes of pride, a favorite sin of church people everywhere? Which of you is tempted by the lying tongue of deceit, typical of those who mistake their feelings and desires for the truth. Which of us has the callous hands of violence, whether of word or especially of deed, indifferent to the suffering of others? Which of you is tempted to set your heart on deliberate evil, whether it's getting back at people or defrauding the government, or satisfying lusts of various kinds. Which of you has the rushing feet that betray the eagerness for evil, which you find gratifying? Which of you makes the choice 
chooses to live by feeling over truth and living by lies every breath of false witness? Or do you stir the pot, meddling in others' affairs, encouraging hard feelings between people as a disturber of the peace? Do not continue in denial, insisting that none of these could happen to you. As the physician presents you with that checklist of possible symptoms or problems so as to head off problems before they are fatal, so God has presented you with this list of sins, sins he hates, that you may repent and turn to him and be healed. Look to Christ for deliverance and healing. You know, God hates the sin which has infected us Pride, deceit, violence, deliberate evil, eagerness for evil, living by lies, destroying the peace. If we remain in any of these sins, God will reject us as vile, ugly, deformed, and putrid. But God does not wish us to remain in this condition. And so he gave his only begotten. Christ, as God with us, did the things that God delights in. Instead of pride, humility. Instead of lies, truth. Instead of violence, gentleness. He chose and delighted in the good. He lived by the truth. He made peace with his life. And in the end, he gave his life as a peace offering to make peace between God and humankind. A peace we can share through mutual forgiveness. And encouragement. We are saved by grace through Christ, not our own works or righteousness. It is Satan's tool to use this list of things that God hates, and then we turn in denial and say that it's got nothing to do with us. Rather, we are to be driven into the arms of Christ that He might cure us, heal us. Redeem us. For in Christ God's anger and rejection is set aside. And we in Christ are empowered for the works, the style of life, the character that pleases God. St. Paul writes in Ephesians 2, a favorite passage of Lutherans, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For this purpose, then, the Holy Spirit has given us that we may abound in faith and in the fruits that delight God, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that we may discard the seven things that God hates and embrace the fruits of the Spirit which God loves. So avoid the things that God hates. Turn to Christ for personal insight, for forgiveness, and for the Holy Spirit with which to cultivate the fruits which please God and bless your life. Use your members, your eyes, hands, feet, tongue, your very hearts for glory to the living God and in service to others. 
Amen. Amen. And may that peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.